0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Money Lab. I'm your host, Matt Shathid Givanesi, and today we're talking about how and when to hire a team. Joining me is the founder of ListenMoneyMatters.com and the co host of the Listen Money Matters podcast, Andrew Fiebert. Hey, man. How's business? Sup. So,
1: good. I feel like uh the podcast we've unlocked like hidden crevices of revenue. Mm. Or or rather we were we were monetizing crevices and now we're actually doing it right. So am pretty damn. I mean excited. you
0: leveled up is basically what happened.
1: Yeah, I went from like level two to like I feel like twelve. Yeah, you're like on or the
0: same level as like NPR. Right, that's where you are. Like you've taken it to the next. Oh, level. Calm your All tits. Right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I wish. Yeah, I'm, I'm using I'm their using tools, our tools, but that's. I, a, I think that's part of it. Like that makes you think a little bit. That puts you in the mindset. No. Yeah, you approach yeah. it differently, right? Because it's like, oh shit, like I'm dealing with. It's kind of like with, with our. Uh, it's kind of like with using any tool when it's like, the professional tool, right? And you're like, oh hmm. shit, like it's hard. We're playing hardball now. Like we're in the big leagues. And, you know.
1: I, I think that's like spot on because I feel like there are tools that I use but when not used correctly mm-hmm. um, and not to like beat the horse to the bloody pole. But I feel like Asana, uh, it took me a little bit to
0: see right. it. Because it is, it is and, it's intimidating. It's intimidating mm. software because it does so much. It, it, it is. is. Yeah. There are pieces of it. Just like any piece of software, I, th- I feel like there are individual pieces that are incredibly powerful and you focus on those pieces first. And then you sort of go from there, right? So, like, uh, with when I started, like, when we're when I started doing videos, um, I was using, you know, like some shitty video software, and then moved up to Mm. Final Cut, which was like, yeah, that's like the pro software. And then um, moving up to like Premiere, which is like, you know, just as pro as Final Cut, and then using After Effects, which is like really pro. And then started doing videos again, and I'm like. Well, I could use ScreenFlow and I could use these other like cheaper alternatives and get the same type of job done. But I'm like, no, I want. I if I'm gonna do this kind of work,
1: I you don't have to worry about workarounds. I don't have to worry about workarounds, for the, the right? Lower, for the lower, mm.
0: yeah. But I'm I want to do this right. I want to do this as a professional. Like I, I consider like what I do as for a living. Kind of like I, I I tend to look down on it in a, in, a, in ways because you mean like blogging exactly exactly <laughs> that whenever I'm trying to like belittle what I do or
1: make a light of I'm like I'm just yeah a I blogger just yeah I just run a blog because it's kind of a pathetic word
0: and it's funny because like a lot of my <laughs> the two of my products have the word blogger in it I I it is <laughs> but it, it quickly identifies you're like yes okay yep I run a blog hmm. technically or or it started as that and now it's something else. Uh, But, yeah, I want to use, like, the most professional shit possible. And I think that that just levels me up everywhere else, which makes me feel less like a, you know, guy right now who's in his pajamas talking to another guy in his pajamas across the United States. Basically. Uh, And, you know, it's like, you know, (laughs) like, this is not a professional podcast. This is not a professional radio studio that we operate in, right? We you know we don't yeah. show up at like a cool office there's like a producer handing us paper like all right guys this is what we're talking about today and i'm like do my here's your yeah, coffee you're doing yeah. my makeup and it's like all right dude i'm a fucking pro it's no we're sitting in our pajamas we quickly threw together what we're going to talk about and now we're hitting record we're doing it on very professional microphones which is i think one way of leveling up it's like it's it it makes us take the craft more seriously when we invest our money and and effort into like how we produce the show I, I also want to say though that
1: the the list that we quickly threw together is perhaps after doing this for years no, we can right. turn that into oh. but but I also want to add I feel like if you were just starting and it was just mm-hmm. you I don't think that Asana would be a good fit because it's like too much and it's really like it is four, yeah, teams, it is four teams and it sings when their their team or other people involved like when it's just yeah. you you don't need you don't need like the Insano features, that right? Or you has. can just
0: pay for the free version, or just use the free version until you can level up. True. Uh, and speaking of uh, awesome tools that and, and leveling, leveling up, up, let's talk about our sponsor on today's episode and every episode Who? in October of two thousand eighteen money lab pro you've been asking for it and i finally made it money lab pro is a membership where you can access every single one of my online business courses and chat with me and other like-minded business owners in the members only money lab pro community you'll also get access to my seo monetization and blogging video courses my youtube and podcast video tutorials my lightning fast wordpress theme and so much more I did the math. And MoneyLab Pro includes over 155 over-the-shoulder video lessons and growing. Not to mention, it includes access to templates, processes, and spreadsheets that I use to run all my online businesses. And like I mentioned before, MoneyLab Pro also includes a members-only community where you can share your ideas and get expert feedback to help you earn more money with your online business. Go to MoneyLab.co slash pro right now to sign up. It's super affordable, and there's no reason not to check it out. That's moneylab.co slash pro. Uh, Let's talk about hiring a team. Now, I want to read an email before we get started, because this one came from Justin Womack via email. He wrote, I've been listening to several of your Money Lab episodes, and I'd love to hear your take on hiring and training VAs virtual assistants have you ever hired have you ever hired writers or do you can what the fuck hold on have you ever i just i feel like it just like went to a whole other thing like it was like hiring training vas then have you ever hired writers or do you can keep control over all that i am also a solopreneur and fall into the trap of doing everything myself i would love to hear your take on this okay so he's saying
1: do you hire writers or do you do all the writing yourself
0: and and VAs, I feel like, are a different type of, of hire. So he's, yeah. yeah, he's thinking like writers, specific yeah. job, and then VAs, like random. Yeah, so we're going to break this down to three parts. When is it appropriate to hire? So, when to hire, how to hire, and then how to manage those hires. So, we're, and we're mm. just going to talk super Yeah, we're going to talk in generalities here because uh, I'm going, so, so uh, I, let's just talk about us. I have on my team currently, I have one editor in chief which is which is mm-hmm. like she's basically uh, she controls Swim University, all the content there. She controls all the content at brewcabin.com. And she's now also the, the writer. She's writing those that content as well. So she's basically creating it, managing it, doing all the work. Uh, I also have a graphic designer that we hire uh, to do illustrations for Swim University. And then I have a VA, who does customer service or um, customer relationship management? She answers emails. Uh, mm. So that's my team right now. It was bigger, um, and I can. And before that, I've, ha- I've had a... People
1: romanticize like the team size. Yeah, I it's think like, you, how many people do you have? Like four. I have dude, seven. Dude, I think you're right about like, that. What are you? I think you hit that. And it's, and it's such the wrong yeah. direction. Because uh, every person you add on, no matter how awesome they are, and hopefully they're like insanely mm-hmm. awesome, it is additional work yep. for you. And so I, I almost feel like, I, and I made this mistake multiple times of hiring before really needing same, same. to, and like having to literally, like realizing <laughs> that it like reverse solved the problem.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah, I've had to do this a lot and I don't like it. I don't like i used to just hire 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 hire, Mm. you know as a as a mean because look at me look at me i think it is definitely an ego thing i also think there's a there's a little bit of like oh you know people talk about if you hire like that's how you grow man like you can't be a solopreneur forever can't can't do everything yourself you gotta like you have to expand the team and i do agree with that to an extent there is a i think there is Mm there is a limit i have i now have a different philosophy than what i had before so when i first started hiring my first hire ever was a writer i hired one writer and i kind of was reluctant because i didn't think anyone could write about pool care like i just didn't i'm like how the fuck am i going to find somebody who knows about pool care and happens to be a good writer and will work with me remotely and get paid on the side you know like as a as a part-time writer right I'm like that's impossible. Like that those, those things are impossible. And then Steph was just like, no, there are people out there who know how to write and know how to do research. I'm like,
1: yeah, <laughs> oh, right.
0: Well, yeah, but I I don't know about pools though. They're so different. I know everything. <laughs> and then I hired one guy, and uh, he I just sent him one task. I sent him one headline, and I was like, hey, write write this. Uh, and he wrote it, and he sent it back to me and I paid him for that work and I was like holy shit that was awesome like that holy yeah. holy shit like I was like it it worked like it worked
1: you didn't have to explain whatever h2 no, was going to be just, and all the lineage yeah now you that of and, course
0: that had to do with finding the right person which I'll explain how I did that but I was just oh shit I was just proven wrong that this is possible and so that's when I started using asana cuz I had a team now And so I like slowly set him up one article at a time until he was basically running the blog. And it just took that – it took probably six months before he pretty much was on his own and I wasn't looking over everything he was doing.
1: And I think that's really telling to like the the commitment you're making when you hire someone is because – it will never ever be, or I would be, just be shocked if you were to bring someone yeah. on and then you just stepped away and it just all worked. Like you have to grow yeah. them, get them to the point that they're doing what you want, and so it's a commitment. And if you are not committed to making them successful, then you're just wasting your right. time. It is it. It's a job,
0: right? It's like you it, you were just absolutely. replacing the job. It, it was writing, now it's managing writers.
1: And I feel like if you have to ask the question, should I hire? It, it's it's like a no. You you should be dying yeah. or or really have a very clear idea of what you need to do. And if you know exactly what this person would do, then you know that. Who you was need your to hire. first?
0: Was that uh who was your first? Hi who was the first person to <laughs> hire? Candace. Uh Candace. Yeah. We kinda hired her together. Yeah. We did.
1: We, in a bar yeah, over beer York. and possibly chicken yeah. fingers. Wow.
0: Because I'm a yeah. child. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Time.
1: Um and, you know, Candace is awesome and has been with us for a mm-hmm. while, but I feel like uh, our growth with Candace and Candace really coming into her own was maybe even a year or probably two years or more after we brought her on because I didn't even know how to right. do
0: it. So she didn't know how to – and we just kind of – And at the time, I remember you had a philosophy which was like you wanted to hire fast. That was your thing, right? yeah. Why? Do you remember like your your original philosophy behind that? Because I was kind of not on board with it. Like I I just remember going like, "Well, we can do this ourselves," and you are like, "No, we're hiring. (laughs) We're like anything we don't need to do, we're not (laughs) doing."
1: I guess uh, I didn't quite realize how difficult it would be to like manage and grow, and I had this uh, thought where if we had money we might as well put it to the best use right. possible. And so I figured, like, let's plug it into the mm-hmm. business and, you know, kick it off. Um, not knowing that a lot of the money spent in hindsight was, or, or quite a lot of the money spent was wasted. I've, the articles Candace wrote in the beginning, most of it she's rewritten at the right, least yeah. one time. Same. yeah. I've had <laughs> so same those issue. are the most expensive articles on the site because we were doing it yeah. too early.
0: So... So when is it appropriate to hire? You think that at the time we hired Candace, it was inappropriate for us to hire Candace? We didn't have a problem. We were, we were fixing a problem we didn't Which have. Which was, yeah, we had plenty of time and, and we could have done it ourselves. We probably didn't want to do it. So it was more like, we don't yeah. want to do this. And instead of us uh, questioning whether we should do it or not, we were just doing what we thought we should. Instead of going, wait a minute, do we even need to do this? maybe we don't do this at all. Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah, I completely right. agree. So,
0: usually what happens is at least what happens to me is like, "Oh, this is what our business does. This is what we do. We need somebody to do this because I don't like doing it anymore as a solopreneur. So, I'm going to mm-hmm. hire somebody to do it." But I think one, uh if you don't have the money to do that, to rep- like to basically like if the thing, if the job that you're that you want to hire for, isn't pay isn't directly paying the bills in your small business, in your small online business, mm. then it's either one, not worth doing at all, right? Just maybe you shouldn't do it. Or two, uh just do it yourself. And if you hate doing it, question it's, that you should even do it at all. It's
1: actually very emblematic. Like as you're saying that, I'm like, wow, because there are so many people that we brought on and then like kind of ended those Mm -hmm. roles because it was a thing that I thought was important or wanted to do that was unnecessary so
0: I think the first part of this is like you hire if the job itself is bringing in money if you can directly tie revenue to that and you can pay yourself first and then pay this and you have enough money to pay somebody else well and i say well because i've paid people not well and you get not well results and i'm not saying that that is mm. all the time that is you you, you may i i i don't want to generalize but when i don't pay people what they want and what i and what they deserve and then it's it's up to them it's it's not like i am actively like underpaying them it's it's you know they come to mm. me and they say oh my rate is that
1: they have certain expectations that aren't in line with yeah i mean happened. like they're
0: like i i have a rate here's my rate i'm like okay so i just pay mm. the rate right uh but then i realize that like oh well okay they make their rates low because the work that they put out is low and so that, that that happens a lot when you find people you know who are just who are there to get the job done but maybe not not have any critical thinking skills to get it like to, to really put their heart and soul into it the way you did when you were doing it.
1: I have a really good okay. trick that I use. Um, not, not to get ahead of, but, uh, in a in, negoc- in a negotiation, yeah. um, whoever makes the first move usually yeah. loses. Like, so it's like, Matt, how much do you want for this project? If you say it, You'll probably underquote it. And if I say it, I'll overquote probably it. overquote yeah. it. You know, or or if I say it and it's too low, you might get mad and then go higher or whatever. So when it comes to I usually set milestones for raises mm-hmm. and then I ask them what they want, and it's usually low. And then I add a little bit on right. top. So it's not like okay, it's like actually I think you should yeah. be here. And but you already I already had expectations right. before the call.
0: That's good. Cause then yeah, I mean it uh uh-huh. um so i so yeah i think um the other part about like whether you even should do it or not like that is what i've been doing is is going around and scrutinizing Mm -hmm. whether the work that i am doing myself even needs to be done anymore one of those recently was social media for some university it was like I want, oh, fuck, I, you know, every week I got to post shit on uh, Buffer and I got to put it up on Facebook and I got to put it up on Pinterest and I got to put it up on wherever the hell else and Instagram or whatever. And then I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm doing this all myself because I can't afford to hire anybody right now. Wait, why can't I afford to hire somebody? Because the social media itself isn't directly tied to profit. And so therefore yeah. I can't justify hiring somebody. So I'm just going to do it myself. And then when I sat down and was like, well, wait a minute. Is this even bringing in any revenue? And the answer is no. Like the answer, like when I yeah. looked at Facebook and the traffic coming from Facebook, it was like nothing. And if you're doing your tracking, like if you're if you're do, if you're an affiliate marketing site like I was, or have products, like you can track all that shit with uh, Google Analytics, and 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 it may not be a hundred percent accurate, but it's it'll tell you whether you could afford to pay somebody or not. And I'm like, and then yeah. I was like. All right, well either I like doing it, if I like doing it, then I'm just going to do it myself. I think I'm at that stage. Mm. If I hate doing it, but it is absolutely like the business fails if it doesn't get done and I hate it. I think that is the one exception of, you know, maybe you need to invest in, in somebody to do it for you because that yeah. is writing for me. That is what, you know, that's the reason yeah. why I, I I went with a writer because I'm like, look, Writing and creating content on Sumi University is absolutely crucial for the business to survive. It is what the entire product pretty much is, and if there's no one creating content or keeping up with it or editing or doing all the things that need to be done, then the business fails and I fail. And what do, what am I going to do? You know, like what do I? I want to add to that because you're actually a really good writer, and the and the articles
1: you've written for Listen of Money Matters that have just laid dormant <laughs> have done yeah. well. You Like, you convey a story. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, um, what you are really, really good at are other things beyond writing. And I think the things that keep you from doing the things that you are really, really good at, like, for example, video, is doing the business a disservice. So it's not that, like... You shouldn't do the writing because you are good at right. writing. But if it's preventing you from doing video, which is where you could really push the needle, like then you have to hire because you're just doing yourself. Right, a disservice. and then you,
0: and then I could sit down and and say to myself, well, wait a minute, is writing really that necessary, or is video necessary? You know, mm. I do believe you know that writing is necessary, and I know that if it's, Same. I know that if it's up to me, if it's if it's if it's, if it's rested on my shoulders, it's not going to get done. It's just not going to get done because (laughs) it's kind of hilarious that I entered a world of creating written content on the internet. And it's like the one thing I hate doing, you know, (laughs) Uh, but I know. So it's different. I do like doing it for money lab. I actually like writing on money lab because I'm just basically out loud journaling. It's very easy for me to do. It's, it's cathartic.
1: You're not trying to Google. So you've, you've kind of released a lot of the constraints.
0: Uh, So I think that that's, the biggest piece is like, first of all, you know, do, is it, is it taking up your time is another one. If it's taking up your time and bec- and you can't do other things because this thing is hurting you, then, you know, th- like, all right. So if it's preventing you from making money because you don't have enough time to put towards the things that do make you money, you can hire to solve those, those bottlenecks. And I'm, and I'm, a, I'm talking about email. I know, um, for you, email is a bottleneck in your business. Because you are you as the solo, you're not a solopreneur anymore, but um, you answering emails is a like a lot. It takes a lot of hours for you to do that, right?
1: I also can't help myself. I can only write essays. Yeah, you. Yeah, you write back. <laughs>
0: yeah, ridiculously long things. Um, so I so currently with Money Lab, I answer all my own emails, and it doesn't take me very long. I don't write. I'm not as I I don't like writing as much as you, I think, or writing emails as Mm. much as you. So I tend to keep them pretty short unless, you know, somebody emails me something and it makes me, uh, it, 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 it sparks an emotion and I just like start going. Right. Um, but Mm. I usually answer email. I'm, you know, to be, to be fair and honest to myself and to pat myself on the back, I'm actually pretty good at email. Like I'm pretty good at managing email. Like it doesn't, Mm. it doesn't pile up. I answer it like when I'm not doing work. Like I don't, I don't not do videos and answer emails. Like I wait until all of my work is done and then I answer emails at night or in off hours. And I don't get a lot of emails. That may change as the show grows and as the as Money Lab grows, but right now it's totally manageable. Sum University in the beginning was very manageable, but now it's literally like we'll, we'll I'll wake up in the morning and we would get like 50 or 60 emails. And so it became like I, I couldn't do it any. I literally couldn't do it anymore. Or else I. That's all I would do is basically answer emails. Or you know, yeah, two or three hours a day would be taken up by email uh, answering and uh, and customer service the problem stuff. Is yeah, I have this pool of emails where
1: one email will be, "Hey, I followed you on Instagram," yep. or like uh, a PR yeah. email, which is like ten thousand words, and then another email will be like. I want to send you $15,000. How can we make this work? And like to find one or the other, you kind of have to. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely a bottleneck in your business. Right. Mm. And I think for me, it definitely was like, I just noticed like, Oh wow, I'm spending all this time writing emails and I'm not doing, you know, videos or I'm not doing like the thing that actually brings in money. So I hired out for that. And let's talk about the actually doing that. Um, well played. Thank you. So, to to just to tell like my personal story, the first guy I ever hired, the first writer that I hired, um, mm. I uh, I have a friend named Carrie who ran, I, I'm, yeah, she ran a um a service called Client Connection, and she was basically connecting people like me to writers and 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 VAs mm. and stuff. Uh, and so I emailed and she had a service. It was free for me. Uh, and I, I hired, I basically like filled out a a Google form. She went in and she personally like picks people and those people email me. So she's like, Hey, you know, this is Matt. He runs some university. He does this, blah, blah, blah. I think you'd be perfect. Here's his email address. And she just handpicks like two or three people. Those people email me. And then I gave them uh, assignments. So I gave them, uh, how I basically gave them a, a headline, and I was like, "Hey, write this." And I gave them different headlines, and I paid them less money than I would have paid them for the for the actual article because I was just a test, and I didn't want to like you know spend all this money on just tests. And they sent back they sent me back the articles, I, I picked the best one, and go, "You're hired," and now continue to work for me. So that's how I picked my first one. Um, you know, with Candice, we she was because of. She listened to the show, right? She came yeah. from the, the list. She she approached yeah. us. Um, that is, if you have a list, that's the be- I think that's one of the best ways. Um, if you, the other way, the only really the the two ways that I would recommend is asking people that you know in the industry uh, or your actual friends, and mm. you know, and not not to hire your friends, but ask them if they know anybody who does this specific kind of work or is looking for work. Yeah. Like no
1: friends, no family that that will never. Yeah.
0: Yeah, That is not a, that isn't, that's a recipe for disaster. I've, I, yeah,
1: you have to be able to give critical feedback. And if you don't like Mm -hmm. something, you have to be very clear about Mm -hmm. that. Um, cause if you're not happy, it's just not going to work.
0: It's a, that's a tough one, but asking friends if they know people is a great way. Your own list, Mm -hmm. if that's something that you have, um, and I will say that, uh, so I, right now, my team is um, the, the four people, all right, yeah, there's three people on my team, including me, including me, and my graphic designer actually came from Twitter. So I, yeah, really? it's, the, it's, the, it's the only one that I've gotten this way. I actually just tweeted, and this is like way back. This was, I mean, he's been around, he's been working with me for four years now. Yeah, wow. since I've since I've lived in since I lived in Colorado, so he I just I just sweet like I'm looking for a graphic designer, and he responded and I looked at his and he responded with a link to his portfolio and I was like, oh this guy's gonna be expensive because like it just looked mm. awesome, and then I emailed him and he was like, dude I'll you know I'll do it for this and I'm like, whoa okay yeah dude oh my god are you serious so where where does he live again Romania, mm. uh, which I mean had no idea i mean it's awesome yeah, no for everyone cuz
1: if he got what he wanted and you're happy and yeah uh, dude you know. he's
0: been aw- i mean like and he's he's uh like he's been f- incredibly fast he's been responsive and again he's been loyal he's been with me for years so that totally random would not expect that uh and he was the only one who reached out to me on Twitter like that. So I was just like, okay, that, that, that I will consider a fluke. I, I do, I do not think that that's the way to go, but it's, it was, I guess it's worth trying because it worked for me for sure. Like, and I, I recommend him to anyone who emails me like, yo, who's your graphic designer? would you, I'm like, all right, I'll pa- I pass him along. He's awesome. <laughs> um, and the most recent hire was Michelle, who is my editor in chief. And, I came to this conclusion, and I kind of want to talk about this because I think this is really important. Mm. Um, I came to this, like, realization last – was it last year? Last year or the year before? Yeah, last year where I was like – again, this is about – we talked earlier about leveling up. And I was, I was really thinking about, like, leveling up what I did for a living. And I, I don't want to run a blog. I want to run a media company, a digital media company. And I was mm. I was emulating sites like Vox and BuzzFeed and Vice and it's like they take their they take blogs very seriously like they they treat them like news outlets and and like real things I don't know, like real magazines I'll say like online magazines. they've
1: improved the mediums yeah. like like when you look at their things that they create like you're not like this is a blog right.
0: post this is like a piece a, a
1: tear down right. of it's something a piece yeah. right
0: it's it's an article yeah and. So so that's when I kind of decided like I want to find someone who who can literally be the editor in chief and who has a who has the same mindset that I do right now of leveling up the industry, right? And taking mm. a pool care blog as seriously as like the Atlantic, like the like a famously huge magazine or a newspaper or anything like that. And I... So how did you find her?
1: Like, how did you source her and then vet and choose her? this is, I think... And I would assume that it would be $11 million. And so how do you kind of get it to land in where... So I
0: came to to this conclusion that the only way I was going to find someone was to not really look in the same places as, like, you know... I wanted to find somebody who had my taste. That was pretty much what I was trying to find. So I put together a Google form, a three-part Google form that asked questions. Um, that was so basically it. Was an application. It was an application to be mm-hmm. an editor in chief of SwimUniversity.com. And I'll I sent it out to my to the Money Lab list, which at the time there was about probably sixteen hundred people on it, and that was all from that viral post that I did about email and uh and she and 27 people filled out the the application. She was one of them. She was the only one that I contacted and hired on the spot because she had basically mm. blew the application away. Like she just completely nailed every single thing I wanted. And she was not a fan of Money Lab. She the reason she found out is because somebody who was a fan of money lab reached out to her personally and said, you should fill this out. I think you would like working with him. And so Hmm. she had no idea who I was. So it was basically the same as asking a friend except, you know, that was pretty much what happened.
1: That's super interesting.
0: And, um, the application, which I think I still have somewhere. I remember most of the questions, Again, I was trying to figure out not necessarily how good of a writer you were or how good of an editor you were. I was looking for if you had the same level of standards that I had about creating content online. And I remember asking a question that was, "What do you think is the best thing ever published online? Like the best piece you've ever seen?" And in the in my back pocket, I kind of had a few um, examples of what I thought and. And one of them was this like New York Times piece that was like super interactive and like long it was about global warming and uh or climate change and she picked one of my back pocket things like literally picked the exact <laughs> thing I was gonna ref like that 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 to me what was what I thought and I was like whoa that's huge um I wanted to find out if if we had a similar sense of humor and so i i I made people uh just put the link to three YouTube videos that would, that makes them laugh. Not, you know, not trying to make me laugh. What, what give me three YouTube videos that like made you laugh out loud was one of the questions. Um, Uh, and, and she sent one that actually made me laugh out loud, which was a video (laughs) of, uh, and I think I mentioned this. It was a video of, it was, it was 15 seconds long. It was a guy dressed as Jesus in a Ford Mustang in a Target parking lot, was hand out the win- window, pushing one of the cart, like the red carts, into like the cart collector, and it, and, the, and the, <laughs> the title of the video was WWJD, which just like was so simple, made me laugh out loud because it's one actually like putting the carts back is one of my pet peeves and like I need to do that f- for some reason, uh, so it was just very funny, um, and then I remember that like, the big thing was I. I took an article on some University, and I, and I put a link to it, and I said, tell me how you would fix this article. Now, mm. because I had sent this email out to people who were fans of MoneyLab, uh, I made this assumption that people would assume that I wrote it and, would not, uh, and, and, and wouldn't give it a fair teardown because they didn't want to offend me and my writing. And I picked what I thought was the worst article on the whole site. Like I picked a piece of shit article. And knowing that it needed so much fucking work. But I got a lot of responses that were like, oh, you know, I would just change this, do that, blah, blah, blah. You know, But overall, I thought it was pretty good.
1: You wanted someone to eviscerate it.
0: That's what I wanted. And that's actually not – I mean that's what I got. I don't know if that's necessarily Mm. what I wanted. But it's what I got. And I'm like, oh, that's what I wanted. You know, it's like she. Michelle tore it a new asshole. Like she fucking ripped the article apart to the point where she was literally going sentence by sentence saying why it was wrong, what she would do differently. She had SEO like she had she had done all these like SEO research to like figure out like how to make it rank. And I was like oh, game over, right? Uh, and yeah. the other thing I did was I posted a video of someone else, a coffee video. Uh, and because my, my, my thought process was later, I want them to do video. Um, I wanted them to edit the scripts for videos and to know that like what makes a good video. And it wasn't my video, but it was a thing I was actually interested in purchasing. So like to, to, for transparency, I was going to purchase a YouTube show. For Roasty. And I did not do it.
1: An existing yes. YouTube yeah. show? Oh, man. Why aren't we doing now episode right? like that?
0: Uh, <laughs> it, it was very short-lived and didn't work out. But uh, I posted a video, and she tore that apart. And so I was like, okay, she mm. definitely... And it was all the same things I was thinking, too. Like, here's how I would... If I were to buy the show, this is what I would change. And then she you know, looked at it and said, this is what I would change. And I'm like, yes, I agree with all of your points. So you, so you have that. Um, yeah. Literally, like, 27, she was... One of the twenty seven put her got her on Skype. Was like, You're hired. You're hired. Done. And she had all these ac-
1: This is before you talked about how much you wanted?
0: Yeah. This was uh and I did not I did not know what <laughs> she was gonna charge me. Uh I was just kinda like, Yeah, I like let's do this. What you know, what do you want? She told me what she wanted. Um, I paid her that. She did the we started off slow. Took about four months. For her to like really find the groove, I think it was like, you know, Mm. because it's it's a totally different industry. She wasn't used to pools. But about in about four months, I felt like I felt comfortable enough to go like you nailed it. You're you're in it now. Like go go full speed. And she's the one who hired she hired three writers underneath her. So she was she was doing just the editing and we had three writers. And uh, now we don't. Now we're kind of like, since we're going into the winter months, we're, we're scaling back um, because it became a lot to manage those writers, you know? Mm. So like, you know, you have to manage three writers. It's hard to get work done because they have questions and you spend a lot of your time managing and not actually doing the work that needs to get created. So uh, that's how I found Michelle. And I could, that's kind of a mix between your list and asking friends. It's like a perfect mix, actually
1: so the the two people who have been with listen money matters the longest mm-hmm. actually I, th- I think yeah both uh they they were they approached me um and uh usually people like so people email like oh i love listen yeah. money matters i really want to help um let me know how i can help yeah. and i guess i relate that to that time that your friend had a really terrible thing happen to them and you're just like, oh my god, so sorry. Let me know if you need right. anything. And in that time, and actually, it's it's really not related, I guess. But but like, what they really want you to do is just do something, right? Or just propose something. Like, hey, like uh, I have extra dinner. Um, do, you want, do you want me to yeah. bring it over or something? And so when people email or contact us or whatever, like if they have a specific thing that they want to do or they think is wrong mm-hmm. or that they, whatever, like I often let them. I'm just, I don't know, let's yeah. let's see. It's like a small yeah. experiment. But I'm like, oh my God, I want to help. Just tell me what, you know, I don't know anything about right. you. I like. And at the end of the day, like you said, it was about taste and how could I even know if it's worth doing a five hour expose and onboarding you if we're not a fit.
0: And I've done that before too, where I've had people email me like, I just want to help. And I'm like, I need help with this. And then it's just not the fit. It's not their fit. But Mm. I'm like, you asked, I need this. And it's like, well, I don't do that. But it's like, well, you're doing it now. And I think that's the wrong way to go about it as well.
1: I also think that, uh, there's like the hiring phase, which is maybe say it's like a month and you know, vetting and whatever. And then you hire someone, I, I kind of feel like the first month after Mm -hmm. hire is still the hiring process. Like in my mind, like I'm like, you're hired, you know, and whatever. But in my mind, like you're, you're not really working with us until like you've passed all my shit tests, I guess. And, um, I guess, uh,
0: yeah, I said damn. train of fart. <laughs> train of <thought. laughs> It's that was, that was uh, really nice. I, yeah. So I, you saw yeah, me slowing I down. I I have another story uh, of hiring that was I thought was similar to the first story that did not work out because I was trying mm-hmm. to find somebody who had what I thought was re- required of sales. And I did this whole I did this whole uh, hiring process where um, basically what would happen is you would fill out the application. The application was just give me your email address. And then I put them through an automation sequence that was just asking them. It was basically like asking them um, questions as if they were as if it was a uh, an advertiser. And I just wanted to see how they responded to it and how fast they responded. And I thought, well, if somebody's personable. And somebody responds fast. That's really all it takes to be a good salesperson. That was my naivete, and it turns out like right. no, that's not what it takes. Like there is so much nuance in that specific job skill. Like you need to be good under pressure. You need to be high pressure. You need to like and be able to stand your ground. And you have to you have to kind of know the, the the sales skills, and then. Yes, if you're all the other things are good, then you're going to be a good salesperson in any industry. But if you don't have those base skills, which really I don't even know what they are, to be honest with you, uh, then it's going to be difficult. And I think the same applies for, you know, even hiring an editor in chief had had Michelle not actually been an editor in chief at other jobs and have had those like basic skill sets, whether she fill out the application correct or not. I think it would have been a an uphill battle because you're going to you're basically training them to to be an editor in chief. And I'm not saying that those things are not possible. I just don't think that's just another aspect of your job that maybe as a solopreneur like you just don't have the time for or the or the means to set up that process where a larger company does have those means and does have those that time.
1: So I, I have yeah. a question for you. So you, you've gotten someone yes. that you like and uh, you're bringing them on. And, you know, in the first month or so, you know, they kind of have to go through the mm-hmm. paces. Uh, how is your niceness level or how like helpful and accommodating and I don't know, ego fluffing? Like how like how deep do you go in
0: that realm? Um, Not deep. In, not deep in the ego fluffing. That, that stood out Like,
1: are, are you mean? No. Are, are you more curt? Or are you, like, trying to build them up? Like, what is your approach?
0: I am not mean. I'm just not mean in general. Mm. I, may, I might be curt. I mean, so I use Slack as our management, as our, like, communication tool. Or real-time communication tool. Um, and Asana as our project tool. So those two right there are like that's how we communicate. So it's mostly through text and not you know face to face. So if I was face to face, I would probably come off less curt because I am not a mm. curt person. I'm not like a you know I'm going to talk to you like a human being. But on on text yeah. it might come off that way. So uh, I'm conscious of that and I tend to use a lot of emojis now uh, just to be like <laughs> if I if I say one sentence or one word. And I and I feel like it might come off, Kurt. Even though it's not, I'll put a smiley face or something or some sort of like emoji. We
1: we watched a video, Laura and I, and it was something about uh, men texting with emojis. Yeah. And after watching that, I've I've kind of stopped because I almost felt like it was like inappropriate because I also don't know how it's coming. Yeah, across. I mean that's
0: true too. But I uh. no so the so the answer to your question. I am not curt. I am not mean. Um. I, I, I handhold. I think you kind of have to handhold. I think mm. uh, it, it's much easier when you work with a professional like I have. Right. Um, you do have to jump on Skype quite a bit in the beginning. I think. I think you do have to have a lot more face to face time in the beginning. I think the biggest, the biggest benefit for me and Michelle's position was that mm. I had writers before her, and so I.
1: So you knew how to work. Yeah. I mean, I
0: had a process already in place. So, Hmm. and I knew what the outcome was. I knew what to expect from, from her. Like, I mean, basically, uh, if articles don't get done on time, I'm not going to be happy. And you know, that's, that's pretty obvious. Like that's pretty much the job. Uh, it's, it, it, there's a, there's a very specific process to that specific job Hmm. role. When I hired, uh, when I hired my salesperson, it was a it was honestly a train wreck because I had no process in place. I was kind of hoping that they would help me create the process, and that is not that I just did not have my shit together to hire.
1: I, I think maybe there's a common thread between that person yeah. and, and my experience. Like uh, i found that if I am too accommodating or overly, nice. uh, not like on their, yeah. Like I, I I found that if I'm, I guess to use your words, like more curt in the beginning, more focused on results yeah. and, and kind of force them to earn my- or earn, the, earn the praise, respect, earn the position. Right, it's worked out better where there are times when like, ah, oh, this person yeah. is great. Um, I want to make sure that they're happy, you know. I want to. Grow. I could like already imagine growing with them, and I'm overly accommodating yeah. and nice. And every time the the wheels fall off, and it just kind of goes yeah. to crap. And I don't know if like I have an instilled respect for the spot,
0: or just- I mean, that's part of it. I think is is you. I I, I think if you are someone's boss, then you will. You can't be their friend. Yeah, I mean, can't no, be their friend, no, no, but no, you no. should yeah, know your I role. Think you're, so here's my new philosophy with, with all of this shit, right? Uh, mm. I used to want a team of subordinates, and I'll say that. I mean that in a nice way. I mean that like in a mm. – to, to define it in some sort of hierarchy, like I am the boss, and I have mm. people who work under me, and they all are doing my processes and, and running my company, right? They, they are mini mats close to but they're they're taking my orders right right right. right. so that's what i thought i wanted i thought i wanted to be at the top of this you know hierarchy and run this company with all these like uh and i again i'm i know i'm talking about human beings here but like i have to think of it like a machine because that's ultimately like it has to work like that um where i have these like cogs in the machine and everyone's working and we're producing like quality stuff constantly that's the way I thought I wanted to do it. That's the way I thought companies were, good companies were run. I think my philosophy now has shifted more towards. Uh, I'd rather have less people. Like instead of instead like you know you could take the E Myth. You ever read the E Myth book? Mm-mm. So the E Myth book is is it operates under this premise of, and and, and operates under this premise that like you have to process out every single position and job so that any person can just fill that role and th- while that makes so much sense to me that may that actually works better in a non creative field where a field where you're like pre- it stifles stars yes.
1: like like the rock stars that you want who will just take it and run they they're not going to do well with really tight.
0: Right. I also th- I also guidelines. think it stifles uh, growth, like personal growth, and mm-hmm. therefore you'll have high turnover rates. And I don't want a high turnover rate. I want a very I want loyalty. Um, you know, I want people who who love working with me, and and love growing the company as much as I do, or at least feels that they do. And I and I only figured this out by working with Michelle, who we can now have a Slack conversation where she gets excited about what we're about to do. You know, like she's like, oh, now we can fucking crush this. And it's like, yes. Oh my like I don't need to be mm. excited. She can be excited. Cause it's like, and ultimately, and that and that what that does is that she has ideas and she and now I and I trust her to like I can have a conversation with her about semi diversity as a partner because she is she wants the same outcome as me. She's not like, just tell me what to do, Matt, I'll do it for you. It's not that. It's not that relationship. And I think I'd rather have two Michelle's than eight VAs or eight, you know, upwork mm. employees or something. So that I mean I those are again harder to find, harder to to to, to like train up, but and and more expensive. Right.
1: So speaking of Upwork, and and I, I and specifically the the phrase that you said, you have a, a bullet on here. The problem with yeah. Upwork, um, what what do you see as a problem? with I Upwork?
0: think it is just it's like it's like Mechanical Turks, right? It's like uh, it's you're hiring cogs, and you're hiring, mm. and that's okay. There because there's some there's some jobs there's some tasks within your organization that um it would be a good fit for somebody who is just like data entry stuff right like um you just need a mm. uh, uh, someone who has there
1: are higher level tasks on there like you can get a dev- not like developers the only higher level task but there are things that are greater than like social media managers. so
0: I, I look i've i'm not going to i've i've only had issues with upwork personally i know other people who commiserate with me and have shared the fact that like Anytime they've ever hired someone from Upwork, it has been uh less than ideal. And I think it's it has less mm. to do with the qu- like, I believe that there are people on Upwork who are high quality. I think because mm. of how large it's hard exactly, to exactly I think them. about I think because of how large the data pool is, how large the you know the, the the you know, you're just gonna get shit. You know, you're you're more likely to hit shit than you are to hit gold, right? Well, I guess
1: the, the peep like you, you submit a thing yeah. on there. And I've, I've done it multiple times. And you know, I have like things. Like I have like a math yeah. equation in there that they have to answer to try. and, But still, like people generally don't read no. descriptions. Their are responses
0: minutes after you
1: post, which means like. And that is know. a
0: job in and of itself to find that. So I, to me, yeah. I, I much rather talk to you. Talk to people mm. I know in the industry. And go and get, get recommendation. recommendations. Like and, who do you think would be good because mm-hmm. I'm looking for this. Here's what I need, to, need them to do. Here's where I, how I want them to grow. But nowadays I'm looking for, you know, there are obviously like we have a customer service um, VA who uh, I hired because I had a recommendation, I believe, from you. So I hired mm-hmm. uh, Kayla and she was a VA and then she moved. I actually thought I got Kayla from you. <laughs> I mean, that it could remember. be true. I, I might have gotten <laughs> Kayla from someone else, uh, but it was recommend. She was recommended to me, so I was like, all right, done. Mm. Like done. You're hired because it's like, you know, if, if this person trusts you and works with you, then I trust you and I'll work with you. And she was awesome. Right. And then she moved on. She's like, I I'm I'm moving on. I'm I'm doing my own thing. And I'm like, that's awesome. And she goes, I you know, I'm going to give you a month or two just to you know so that way you can find somebody else. And I'm like, how how I pay you to find someone else? So if – because if you trust them to do your job, then they'll probably be good. Yeah. And so I had her find somebody. And now she was part of a, a VA community, so she knew a lot of people. And I think she was helping VAs also. And then
1: she could be the hookup Right, as so well. she
0: trained you know? the, 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 the VA who replaced her, and she's been awesome. So it's like, okay, mm-hmm. that, was the, that was the move. I, I want you to uh, add one piece of color to so, so you have
1: this VA and one thing that I find I initially found shocking,
0: and then refreshing. Um, how much do you pay this VA per hour? I believe twenty seven dollars or more, somewhere around that. Th- an between hour between twenty seven and thirty dollars an hour. Yeah.
1: Because I, w- I was reading this whole thing on VAs and yada yada yada. I think the general problem is you you hear VA yeah. and you're like well I could probably find someone in like Vietnam yeah. or whatever for nothing yep. an hour and you're going to
0: get what you pay for and I guess not all the time you want to in my experience right, right, in my not, experience yes uh, I, it's hard to find the needle in the haystack unless you have everything processed out and you just like you have an email style you have everything processed to a t and you just need people to fill those roles and and complete that work uh if that's the way your business is run that's totally fine i my business i believe is run is a different animal we need we need talented people in certain parts of our business uh people with critical thinking skills people with uh not, not that they don't not that va's you know, overseas or that are cheaper don't have those you, skills. You pay but you, for less
1: interface. Well, yeah, you pay for them not so to like, use those skills. You could write your thing to do, you know, and she may talk to you and she understands English well and yada yada sure. yada. But then it just happens. Whereas y- you can kind of just assign it and yeah. move on, as opposed to
0: yeah, I I, I think it, that's going to depend on on and and I think the move there is for you to be your own VA and process your own thing out to, it, to to where it's perfect and then if it's if it's necessary you hire someone to fill that role and then keep mm. expanding like if they're doing a good job then maybe you know I the one of the problems I had was um I would I I don't know why I thought this way but you know I'm like oh I need somebody to do social media let me go find a social media person it's like, no, 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 no. Ask your own team first and move someone else up. Give somebody else more, you know, opportunities yeah. to like be a bigger part of the company instead of like, instead of like piecemealing each part. Cause maybe that person, you know, like maybe my VA now, maybe she doesn't want to work for anybody else. And she wants to work for me full time. And I have enough work uh, and she's, and she likes what I, what I do. And she likes what the company does. And she, she feels like she's a part of it. I, I'd much rather have that. I'd much rather have somebody on my team who is like, who we can jump on Skype, or I can meet up in person. Like we can go out and have beers or whatever. Like and just hang out and not. Mm. That would be so fucking cool. That would be so cool. And I don't. And I think managing um, a bunch of processes is 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 one way to do it. I, I I would like help with those processes. So I'd love to bring someone on who will help me create those, which is what Michelle's doing. So it's like, you know, and, 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 and and Stacy helps me too, who, who does like customer service. Like, you know, we have a, we have a system in place and we're building it together and it's, and, and that is, I think a good team. I hope I'm right about that. I'm pretty sure I'm right about that. I tried the other way and it did not work for me. And I'd much rather have a small group of people who are all fucking rock star awesome than ten people who are mediocre and but but inexpensive. That's how mm. I feel about hiring. So I would say hire somebody to take over a big task and, and not individual little tasks. Or if you or with the impression that one day they'll take over all these tasks, but we're gonna start them off with just this one thing. Right, and, right. and and only to when you can afford that. I think that's the most important piece because I definitely hired people before I could afford them, and and mm. had lost money for sure.
1: It doesn't work out for anyone because then they're they're laid off. Yeah, yeah, it You're sucks.
0: Stressed. It sucks. Stress firing yeah. sucks. You don't want to do mm. that. So that's how I feel about all that, and that's how I do it. But I think that was pretty. Is there anything that you think, like, if you think back on your experience with any specific hires, is there anything like cautionary tales or, um, or, or super successes where you're like, oh, this is, oh, this, this feels right?
1: Hmm.
0: So, um, to, to, to kind
1: of counter your, the, your point mm-hmm. you just said, um, uh, I've, have, I've have offered, Many times, in any million of ways, in any million of opportunities, yeah tasks to to canvas, mm-hmm. because I would love to just like. Pay her as a full-time yep. person who just does all the things. And at the end of the day, that she actually just not interested yeah. in that. And it's not that she doesn't want to work for a 100 other people. She wants to do the few things that she is really yeah. good at. And that's just what and, she wants to do. And it probably so, gives her a
0: lot of freedom, too, to just be like, I'm going to do th- these things. I'm going to get paid this much. Like, it's, you know, I, I can move up. It, I get that. I actually, like, I kinda, yeah. you know, part of me is like, it sounds super <laughs> relaxing. Like, just do your job.
1: It, look... And and we love her, so we've we've gone out of
0: our way to make it.
1: It's so like now, and especially that we've changed this whole podcast thing. None of her work is time dependent. Right. It's all asynchronous, completed whenever. Nothing. So it's, I don't know, do it all yeah. in a week, and we'll yeah. give you more. Do do nothing this month. Yeah, whatever.
0: And she's and she's um, not full time, but you kind of treat her like she's full time in a way, probably. Pro- like yeah, like least, she, like, she's, yeah, I she's yeah. like
1: family, like we. She, when she comes to New York and she used to live in New York, we like grab beer right. and dinner and stuff. Um, you know, the, the only cautionary tales is, uh, for example, I just had this Pinterest mm-hmm. girl that was doing stuff and I thought she was great and I think that I maybe was a bit too accommodating or too nice um, and so like she, everyone sends me weekly or bi-weekly reports yeah. so I don't have to like chase them. They could tell me what's, what they're doing, what they're going to do and she was like, Always yeah. late or like wouldn't do it. And it's like a, a warning yeah. sign, I guess.
0: Um,
1: those things, those, so, so those bugs
0: on. can be worked out. I've, I've definitely had warning like red flags like that where with enough patience, they, they do tend to work out. And if, the, and if anything, if you're going to hire somebody like you need to give them time, you need to have a mm. runway. And I, and I say four months to six months. <laughs> like it's it takes a long time. Um, yeah. I, you know and and then you know the, what sucks about that is that in six months or whatever even like three months it may not work out you're like oh, whatever you change your mind mm. you do whatever I think that that is part of the like that so that was something that specific specific hire because I've i done something similar you were like and I'm, I'm going to put words in your mouth and tell me if I'm wrong but you were like Mm. We should be doing Pinterest, right? This is an untapped resource for us, and instead of and we've had convers- yeah, so I kind
1: of said that, and we have since had many more conversations so, of which we are still unsure yeah, okay
0: so so uh I think that you took the approach of i'm going to throw money at this and see if it works out, right and just that's generally yeah.
1: my approach you know or. <laughs>
0: Uh, the alternative to that idea, for me, and at this moment, this is kind of how I'm thinking: is okay. Um, we should be as a team. Let's get together, and I'm and I'm talking about like in my case, me and Michelle and you, perhaps because like we are kind of mm. uh, partners in collaborating, collab- yeah, things. collaborating, or at least can can offer each other like the the co uh, the co founder role without actually being co founders, and we could sit down and go, okay. Like, should we tackle Pinterest? Let's talk about that. Yes, we should. Okay, how should we do it? How many months are we going to give this? What are we going to do? Blah, blah, blah. And they literally, like, make a game plan, have a clear goal in mind of, like, what success looks like and if it's going to pay for itself and if it's worth investing in, and then go, okay, which one of us is going to execute this experiment, right? And go, all right, I'll do it. Like, it's not that hard to do. I, you know, here's how I'm going to do it, blah, blah, blah. And so you kind of self sacrifice and I wouldn't say self sacrifice, but you put your time in as a solopreneur to to test the experiment, to like to run it. Run the experiment. So and then if it works the, the, then you then your your process is so friggin' laid out. Okay. Right? And so I
1: think my reply to you, which is maybe part of I don't know, like I wouldn't so in the in the, the you know idea of pinterest I wouldn't want to put my time in like I don't think that uh that I mean it's not something that I'm interested in you know I potentially it's valuable uh but not valuable enough for me to stop doing the things that I enjoy doing and I think our conversation came to like well cuz you you even
0: wanted to do it and I was like but should right. you do it well that's where it ends up ultimately happening is you know what is why do you not want to do it like why do you Andrew not want to do it like there's something mm-hmm. you know or it could be you or lara right you sit down that means she's like really your business partner and you're like okay we should do this as a team who's gonna do it she, she wasn't even completely on board it was like fine andrew like you see and that's like but you ran a test with a non you ran a test with with a hire that wasn't going to be agile and and think on their feet the way you would have, or the way you would have been able to run the experiment and sort of go, all right, wait, hold on, this has got to get changed up, and then refine that process and build that process out for a few months, and then go, okay, this is working exactly the way I want it to work. This this is the problem, and I think this is emblematic
1: of just hires in general, is if we're doing uh-huh. something at Listen Money Matters or, or whatever, or building something, or just the business in its whole, if core, metrics, core KPIs start falling, like say traffic starts falling off a cliff, like I will like seize up and have a heart attack or just not do anything but try and right. fix it. And I need people that work with me that feel the same way about the metrics of what they are right. working on. So if it's writing, you know, and they're writing something uh, and one out of every hundred things they create, you know, make some progress with Google, well, you should be sweating for your life because you're probably about done. Yeah. Right? Or or it's just not working. You know, and so for if it was a Pinterest, they like as soon as the traffic Dips. is not right or it's not like they should be not sleeping. And you know, and if they solve it and fix it, well then like we could we could reward this. But the person that we picked, uh, as it stopped working, disappeared okay. further and well, further. Right.
0: So so there's two ways to look at that, right? You could say um, one, I'm gonna be the one who sweats bullets because I do sweat bullets. So I'm gonna be the one who sweats bullets up until I've created the perfect system, right? And mm-hmm. then, ha- and then, have you seen all my sure. gray hairs and shit? Like, I don't wanna sweat but anymore bullets could, but anymore. But I'm <laughs> saying, like, there's two options. One is like, you could be the one who sweats out, sweats bullets, figures it all out, cares about the KPIs, cares about the process, finally figures it out, and then go, okay, you know, um, you know, inexpensive VA, you can do this now. I don't like, I don't need to be the mm. one. I figured it out as a, as the person who gave a shit, I figured it out. Or right. you could spend more money or depending on more money or not, hire somebody who will sweat the bullets and do all that work for you and then continue to do the work or perhaps hire out to a VA and then they're doing something else. Right? So I mm. think you could do it both. I think there, you could do it either way. I think it's easier to do it yourself and then hire somebody to kind of like take over. It's much harder to find somebody who's going to care as much as you do. But, and that, cause that takes Mm. months and nurturing and, and trust and a whole bunch of nuancey things that uh, just take time. But I believe that that's the way that I would like to go is, is not bring, not me, me not be the one to sweat bullets over Pinterest, but to bring somebody on who like really actually gives a shit about, the entire marketing direction of Swim University and Pinterest is just one of those pieces. That's the like the key phrase. Like
1: it just the hardest thing is just finding someone who gives a shit.
0: Yeah, and I, well, just, I think I think uh, I think those people are out there. I think they are hard to find. I think it t- it comes from recommendations for sure for people you trust first and foremost. And I think it it is a I think it is just treating them with respect all the way through, nurturing them, giving them the time and being patient with um, their growth and how they they, they kind of like form into your business. And I think from there, it could go south or it could go real north. Uh, mm. And in my case, I've had ones that have gone south more so than I've had go, go north. But the ones that go north... Same. ...are like... No, it's worth their yeah. weight. And yeah. Up, yeah. I'm like, oh, all that, all those... People who went south, it was worth it to find the one who went north. So mm. I think we should end on that. All right. Deal. Well, I want to thank Bill Henry for my new middle name this week, which was Shatheed. Do you know what Shatheed is? <laughs> no. So uh, it's <laughs> Shatheed is a different way to say shithead. <laughs> i would have never gotten <laughs> so that. if you if you accent the th you know so if you s-h-i-t-h so a shi mm. s-h-i and then feed or shethed, <laughs> depending on what how you want to pronounce it but shithed. Uh i want to thank you know, what's that
1: and i was gonna say in college whenever there was a person or a group or anything that of that we didn't like we would just refer to them as canadians oh, interesting.
0: Like, ah, damn, damn Canadians. Canadians. If you have any questions or topics you'd like us to talk about on this show, you can email me, matt at moneylab.co, and feel free to send me a new middle name suggestion like Shathid or anything else. I'm hey, nothing's <laughs> off limits unless I deem it off limits, but it probably won't be. If you like this show, subscribe on Apple Podcast, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Player FM, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you normally listen to podcasts. And if you do, leave a review. If you really like the show, tell your friends about it. Point them to your favorite episodes and uh, tell them to subscribe to the show. Mm. Tell them to – I don't want them to just listen to one episode and go like, yeah, that's pretty good. I want them to like the idea of show, the show, the show as a whole. That's what I'm looking for. So, um, dude, thanks for uh, talking about hiring people with me. Damn All right. I'm right. um, awesome. Pleasure. Thanks for listening. That's it. Bye.
1: Please tell your friends about this show. <laughs>